That's getting cut out. <laughs> <laughs> no way. <laughs> Ladies Wait, and first a toast. We got water in here. I know what we're to you guys. Oh, this is gonna be our sixth episode. No, lucky number six, whatever. Should we take ah, some good water? Um, I've Gatorated mine. It's mine. Um, ladies and gentlemen, ladies and masculine men, men ladies and toxic men, welcome to the You versus You podcast episode six. What are we talking about today, Lucas? We are talking about why it is bad to be masculine. Terrible. Terrible. Why would it? Why? What's the point? Terrible. If you are masculine, you're toxic. Tell them why. Because that's just the way the world works, buddy. Exactly. And if you question it, if you dare, 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 dare. If you question it. Question. Then you're misogynistic and you're a woman hater. And you don't belong here. So scram. And you should get canceled. So scram. All right. Take, take a hike. <laughs> Let's blow this popsicle stand. <laughs> yeah, blow this popsicle. Take stand. a hike, Grandpa. Skedaddle out of here, buddy. <laughs> Trying to think. It's another one. one. Um, why don't you wander out of this podcast? <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm trying to think of like an old school one when they're like about a fight and they're like, "You don't want to scuffle, do you?" No, I've never heard that one. Never heard you've heard scuffle. I've heard of scuffle, but I've never heard someone say you don't want to scuffle, do you? That's what this podcast is about, <laughs> guys. What we're talking about today is toxic masculinity. Now, we did some. This is the first episode that we actually did some research for. So we looked up the definition of. Wait, wait. We've done research on all the other topics we've talked about just when we went when he says we did research we mean literally like right before starting this podcast the other stuff we've been researching for years throughout our entire life all right fudge off what i just said this is the first episode where we actually use the internet to actually map out what we're about to talk about yes so we looked up on our last episode if you didn't listen to it check it out we talk about the we talk about how to be a high value man and how to live in your masculine purpose. And so we there's no way that we can get away with talking about that without touching on the fact that the um, without touching on the subject of toxic masculinity. And so what we did was we looked up what is toxic masculinity, you know, what actions, what um what situations, what things that men do, things that men believe make them um a toxic a toxic male i just got a cramp like in my fucking jaw for some reason in your jaw yeah you know what i, w I would get i would get like really bad ones on my neck oh. i would literally just be chilling in, in in class or like in practice or something and i'll be like ah <laughs> <laughs> i'm not even joking but uh um oh, what the what oh. The frick? all right yeah watch watch your tongue today because it's a whole nother day um so mine and Lucas's hypothesis is that there is no such thing as to toxic masculinity. Why do you believe that, Lucas? What we found when doing this research, the stuff that qualifies as toxic masculinity are people just being a bunch of a-holes. Even before we did the research, why did you believe that? What do you mean? Like, so they don't believe that we just believe that because we just researched that five minutes before this video. Um, well, the reason I thought toxic masculinity wasn't really a thing was because a lot of times when you hear about toxic masculinity, it's very extremist feminists talking about it and extreme feminists usually just hate any time a man even breathes. So to me, their word can't be taken seriously. There's a difference between feminists who actually are fighting for like equality between men and women and extreme feminists who just want to tear down men. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. And so, yeah, there's a difference between um, supporting women and shaming men. Yep. Um, and so what we're talking about today is toxic masculinity. And even before um, we did this, this was always on my list of episodes I wanted to do because um, most of the conversation around this 
uh, they it doesn't it doesn't paint the full picture. Um, it kind of just brings out a few points that you know everybody would really agree with without really questioning the actual subject, without really questioning the origin of this conversation. Um, so we came up with five big bullet points that we found that were the most popular when talking about this subject. And um, the bullet points are as follows. I'm going to read all five and we're going to go through them one by one. I forgot my reading glasses. Bailey smeared. Yeah, I ink. smeared the <laughs> hell out of this thing. So we have like a fa- um, we have a they could see the thousand little, dollar fountain pen. They could see the ink blot on the page. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they can't see it. Um, Four score and seven years ago. <laughs> <laughs> you look like you're about to give a speech. <laughs> <laughs> well, I gotta have the pen. Four score and seven years ago. Um, one, two, three, four. Okay, there's the five. Okay, number one is, yo, my writing with this pen, though. Your writing with anything is horrible. It's true. Oh, number one is that the, um, that the view of men and emotions is that men shouldn't have emotions. So, therefore, that's, you know, that ends up becoming a toxic trait in men. And, you know, I mean, that's that's pretty negative thing to have if you just believe that you shouldn't have any emotions because we do. And so it's believed that it's a it's a belief um, against toxic masculinity that we're not supposed to have emotions, and therefore that leads to um, men, you know, um, not believing that they're real and just end up isolating themselves and becoming depressed and all that good stuff. So after that, it's um, extreme self. So that's number one. Number two is extreme self reliance. When you do need help, you're so masculine where you're like, I don't need anybody else's help. And then you just kind of like F off everybody else. Yeah. Um, I'm a man. And uh, Igor, need no help. (laughs) (laughs) Igor, eat. Igor, work. Igor, sleep. Igor, please himself. (laughs) (laughs) Um, The demons demons got me. Um, <laughs> demons. <laughs> the <laughs> they're so funny, bro. <laughs> the third one is um the extreme desire <laughs> for <laughs> Dude, they're hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> the hairspray. Oh, dude, that's funny. The third one is extreme desire for dominance. So, um, you know, I'm sure we all know those guys where, like, not only are they competitive, but it's competitive to a point where it kind of like ruin everybody else's mood. Where, um, you know, if they don't win, they make everybody else feel bad, or um, they're just competitive to the point where instead of building the highest tower in the city, they have to tear everybody else's building down in order for them. For their own tower to be the biggest yeah the next one is the devaluing of women um that one doesn't really matter i'm just kidding <laughs> i'm just kidding um the devalue devaluation of women um of their opinions etc not treating them as equals basically right and the last one is um the condemning of any actions that may seem feminine for a male or condemning any actions that a male will perform with another male that seem like they swing for the other team or actually swing for the same team. So if they, perf- so if they do, th- for example, if they're extra, they're perf- if they're having extra affection for their homie, someone that's and uh, someone that has toxic masculinity. Game. What, what game? The game where like you all get in a circle and you get blindfolded. You blindfold <laughs> one of them, and then you play guess your meat. Guess who's meat? <laughs> you play guess who's meat. Yeah. Dude, so one of the comments under that said, "Yeah, we were wild." The principal <laughs> used to record us too. <laughs> yeah. So if you're in middle school and you blindfolded the homies, you know everybody did. And then after the homies were blindfolded, you played who's uh, guess who's meat. Guess who's meat. Um, you know, that would seem as like um, toxic, you know, someone that had toxic toxic masculinity would um, condemn that. Those are the five things. (coughs) That was hilarious. That TikTok. I was crying. Oh, man. So 
a general overview of these five, Lucas, not getting into any one of them specific. Thoughts? <sighs> like, what do I think about these five? Or Yeah, or like, so these, so what do you think about toxic masculinity? Again, dude, I think when people talk about toxic masculinity, I think it's, honestly, I think it's, when it's toxic masculinity, I think it's guys that are insecure with themselves, so they project their views on other guys. You know what I mean? Like in terms of the That's a, condemning um, certain I, actions. I, I feel like I've been exposed to it more from women. A lot of these women, very left, very feminist. So I'm curious, where do you get that opinion from? The opinion on that people are... Yeah, like where you get a lot from men that are probably more on the... That are probably more beta, right? Well, I was just using that in terms of like the actions that the women describe as toxic masculinity are often the actions that these insecure males are doing and to other males generally. You know, like if someone like gets like is crying for something and they say don't be a P a right. P word, then you wouldn't call the guy that was crying toxic masculinity, you'd call the guy that's projecting his opinion on the other guy toxic, right. you know. But yeah, most of the time I hear about toxic masculinity, it's definitely women on the left. And I mean, they also throw terms out like mansplaining and stuff like that. Right. A hundred percent. So that so our hypothesis is that toxic masculinity is the overview of the negative traits that men develop when you know, act, that is not actually coming from a place of masculinity, is coming from a place of insecurity. So we believe that the label of toxic masculinity, you're not labeling a man that is overly masculine. You're labeling a man that is insecure, that is beta, that is not living true to purpose, mm-hmm. that is, um, you know, a victim of his circumstances. So... Let's get into it. Number one. You still can't read it? <laughs> um, oh, okay. So number one. Oh, yeah. So that's very, uh, it's very, it, they're pretty similar. So the number one is emotion and perfect transition because you just brought it up. In your analogy, you see someone crying, someone walks by, ah, don't be a, right? In that situation, which one do you, so who would you say is more masculine, the person the person crying or the person saying don't be a P word? The person crying. Why? Because, okay, so like let's just take it like with the little contents we have. All we see is someone crying and someone walking by telling them not to be a P. Yeah. You don't know why that person's crying. 100%. You don't know if like their family just, a family member just died or 100%. they just lost their job that was their only source of income keeping a roof over their head. But this other guy walks by and already has like this, preconceived notion that anytime a man cries it's like being a little b and you should stop that that's not very masculine of you Mm -hmm. and um we've talked in our previous podcast that emotional intelligence and understanding that as a man as a human being in general you're gonna have these emotions and it's okay to have these emotions the guy that's crying knows that it's okay to have these emotions so he's he's being a normal human and crying regardless of the situation you know those bars i need to stop saying you know after i finish a hundred percent what we talked about on our last episode is that the definition of masculinity is to have you even looked it up emotional intelligence to be aware of your emotions to not be afraid not only to express them but also of other people's opinions not be afraid of other people's opinions don't care about them so that means being okay with expressing something like crying being okay with that and not caring what somebody else thinks. So, and, and like you said, having that emotional intelligence that also comes with the skill of empathy with, um, being, uh, aware of the fact that people have emotions, that you have emotions and that although sometimes they may bring you to conclusions in your mind that might not be the best choice, the masculine option there would be to be aware of those emotions and look at them from a logical standpoint and make the best decision there from what is necessary, not what is the easiest option. What is necessary? What is the best option, not what is the easiest option? Um, so where do, you th- where do you think that comes from? Why do you think that's associated with toxic masculinity, The um, that men, men believe that they shouldn't have emotions? 
I feel like that's just something that kind of developed throughout, like, like maybe people back in the day saw that as a sign of weakness, and that's just something that carried on throughout. Uh-huh. Like, like maybe like way way back when people were like still fighting for land and like using like bows and arrows and spears to fight. Like, if you get hit and you start crying, then then it's a sign of weakness, and like you're showing your enemy that you're hurt or something, you know. And maybe now that just trickles down to the very small, minute things that make us cry. Yeah. are considered signs of weakness. Yeah, I think uh, I think if anything, it's because you know emotions are just very. When you think of when you think of emotional intelligence, I don't know about you, but I think of the feminine, mm-hmm. and um, I think that's that's a huge skill that they have. Um, I the the women in my life that I know that have a high emotional intelligence, I can't think of a man that I know in my life that has a high emotional intelligence up to par with them. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that's, that's a, that's a huge skill and an advantage that the feminine has over, over the masculine, which is a super awesome and powerful thing. And something that, you know, we, everybody should have in their corner. Um, so a hundred percent that comes, that comes from that, you know, people, believing that men should not have emotions when that's just not biologically the truth um from the way that we're all built the way that all of our brains work subconscious all that stuff um and so that's associated with toxic masculinity lucas so if a man thought that they shouldn't have emotions is that toxic yes or no yes yes because then you're not going to be able to stop yourself from having these emotions. So all these uh-huh. emotions are just going to build up and build up. And eventually you're going to lash out in some way, shape or form. Right. Right. And it's not healthy for your mental state. Yeah. So what we're saying is this is a toxic trait. We're not saying that these traits are not toxic. What we're saying is this is not masculinity. This is insecurity in this is less common in the feminine. That's why it's associated with with masculinity However, um, this is not masculinity. This is just straight up insecurity. And um, again, moving in fear, being afraid of your emotions and not wanting to face them, even though that may be the hard thing to do. Usually the hard things to do are typically the right things to do and the best things to do. So you probably should do that fudging thing. All right, let's um, go this whole episode. No swears. We're doing good. Yeah, so bro, I was doing great on the last episode. Nah, you you did it first, and then that opened the floodgates. No, gates. what did I yeah, say? You did it first, what but word? I did it more. You did it something something in the beginning, the in like your opening, I think so. In the opening? Hell yeah. no. Well, we'll see. Well, I don't remember doing that. Hell's a bad word. You discussed. No, it's not. I don't know. It probably is. No, YouTube, it's no way. YouTube's super strict with it. Oh, okay. I'll start um, being more mindful of that. With the crapping butt. <laughs> yeah. Um. So, okay, so you already touched on instead of being, so that's the toxic masculinity. So what would, oh, you already kind of touched on that. So the the actual masculinity version of emotions is what in 30 seconds because you already touched on it. The masculine thing for emotions is being able to express your emotions right. and being comfortable in your skin to express these emotions because guys are going to tell you throughout your entire life that crying is a feminine trait but if you're comfortable within yourself and in your own skin you're not going to care about what those people have to say and again tying back into masculinity caring about people's opinions of you is not a masculine thing to do at all no unless um i think i think i mean there's some the com- unless I mean, that person's like important to you right uh, like the the compromises would be like um is is if it's your trusted advisor mm-hmm. i mean t- t- tons of lessons in history or in anything in general have have uh um conquerors or successful people um they have had trusted advisors who they trust them to lead them in the right direction when they started to stray off path if they became too arrogant if they um, became too power hungry, if they started messing around, making the wrong decisions, etc. Um, so there are there are exceptions to that for people to keep you in line, keep you on check. For some people, it could be your mom. For some people, it could be um, you know your business partner. Every it could be it could be your woman, it could be your man, whatever. 
Um, so there are some compromises for that. But the point is for the opinions that is not going to change your life, is not going to affect you in any other way. Um, the only reason that does affect you is because you're letting it into your head. Um, a ship does not sink by being in the ocean. A ship could be on the ocean and stay above water. The only time a ship sinks is when you let the water inside the ship. So it's your job to realize what deserves to be inside your head and what doesn't. And that is the masculine thing to do. Or even the lions don't lose sleep over the opinions of sheep. Mm -mm. But when that lioness says, yo, I'm hungry, then you better go hunt, baby. You better go get that. You better go get that. You better go get that money. Actually, I think lions, the women do the hunting. Oh, that's true. And the men protect the pack. Yeah. That fool's lazy. <laughs> lazy ass. <laughs> that was toxic. Oh, okay. Oh. Okay. <laughs> well, you said foo. All right. <laughs> That's a bad word. All right. Bro, you know that guy, Dogface? This is a whole complete opposite thing. Yeah. The Ocean Spray guy? He lives in Pico. You mean the Minute Maid guy? No, Ocean Spray. Isn't it Minute Maid? It's Ocean Spray. Bro, I hope no one listens to this episode. I thought it was Minute Maid though. That fool lives in, in Pico. He You're lying. A, he did an ad at the Canes, like representing Canes. You're lying. I swear. My, ah, it's, it was on her story. I, I think it's on TikTok. What? Well, I'm not surprised the way he looks. The way what, like. <laughs> <laughs> You know where I grew up. I'm, I'm allowed to say. I'm allowed to my opinion because no, I'm not afraid of others' opinions of me. So the next one is extreme self-reliance. This one, I think this one's going to be the most interesting. Thoughts, questions, concerns. Extreme self-reliance. I think, well, obviously this could be toxic. Okay, so like think of all the successful people that you know of. Every single one of them has a mentor, a.k.a. someone they look to for help for the most part. Yeah. If not, they also have business partners. Yeah. They got employees. All these people are helping them because they reached out and asked for help. Even yeah. an employee, they put that application out there because they needed help in a specific spot. We talked about Mike Tyson last episode. He had, do you know a story with his trainer? I mean, there's Mike, a lot of stories with his trainer. Do you know about his trainer? Like his yeah. Tra oh, oh, his so. trainer like found him when he like. Yeah, his, his trainer found Mike Tyson. Where did he find him? I don't know where he found him, but Mike Tyson had been like. Basically, he was going down the wrong path. Yeah, he had no love in his life. Until yeah, he and then he found um, this trainer who was an old man. And um, his trainer even said, like, I had no... N Mike Tyson gave him purpose again. Mike Tyson was a kid with a ton of potential. And he uh, he showed Mike Tyson the ropes. And um, and that was his mentor. And I, I, I love the way Joe Rogan put it. He said, uh, Mike Tyson, with all, like, the physical potential, and then that had his trainer that gave him... Um, the mental and the spiritual and everything else just made Mike Tyson into everything that he became because um, his mentor was that missing piece. Um, so I just love that story. But go ahead. You brought that up. You, you were saying that uh, everybody, every most successful stories had that mentor. Yeah. If you look at people who are successful, not only successful, but like happy with their lives, they reached out to people. If like they struggled men with their like mental health, they probably reached out to therapists like now it's becoming more acceptable to reach out to like and normalize therapy which i think right. is dope because they used to have like the stigma that if you go to therapy you're like a psychopath right but it's just not i think the way it ties into not a mask not being like super masculine is because if you don't re look out for help you're going to try to do everything on your own and you're going to have all these emotions fluster up within you because you can't do x y or z or because you can't let out like you can't like cry because you think emotions are a whack thing to do yeah so why do you think this is associated with masculinity in the first place like why is this why did we find that under toxic masculinity because it's mostly men doing this like it's always been socially acceptable for women to cry it's always been socially acceptable for women to like reach out for help but mm -hmm. i mean for reasons i don't even know for all of time it's not, it feels like it hasn't been socially acceptable it, acceptable for men to cry uh -huh. or to like even reach out for help because if you reach out for help like i don't know i just never thought this way so i guess they kind of see like as a sign of weakness and it's just something that's more common for men to do so it got associated with masculinity because masculine literally means like men traits for men yeah 
So that person going, so that person that would, you know, only be self-reliant, if that's not toxic masculinity, what do you think that is? Because that we found that under toxic masculinity. Arrogance. Like just thinking you don't need anybody and you could do everything on your own and not being realistic with yourself and you think like you're this some sort of Superman who could just do, which is, it could get misconstrued because being able to, having the confidence in being able to do whatever you think you can do, but being so like arrogant and confident that you think you could do everything by yourself i feel like those are like two lines that could get blurred real easily because uh -huh. the masculine man who is alpha and who is a high value man knows he can do anything he puts his mind to but he also understands that he's not a god that could do everything on his own so he'll look out for help not a god i love that you said that I know we keep talking about Mike Unless Tyson. Kanye West, because Kanye West is. I know, I know. We we keep talking about Mike Tyson, but um, we, we keep bringing up Mike Tyson was because Mike Tyson studied leaders and studied conquerors, and he had a lot of information to give on that. Studied these alpha, real masculine men, real conquerors who really, um, you know, took land and expanded their empires, and um, Mike Tyson said that as he was studying these conquerors he found one thing that they all had in common, that they all feared two people. One was God, and the second one, can you guess? Do you remember? The second one was their mothers. They were all God-fearing men, and they all feared their mothers. And so the reason, and so... Am I going to be a world conqueror? Those are the two <laughs> people I fear. <laughs> um, the reason, so they, they feared the mother because... Um, growing up a lot of them didn't have fathers and their mom was yes lucas <laughs> a lot of them um i'm gonna be the next mussolini bro. yeah a lot of them um so a lot of them had to follow their mom's rule had to follow their mom's word and so when they grew up they had that uh urge they had that motivation to be their own leader to make their own decisions and to you know have other people follow their own word so there was a little arrogance in that and but the first one was the most important because um the first one was that they had to fear god so that there was there was this check and balance there was this checks and balance that was going on inside their own brain that yes they believed that they were worthy of being a leader to others however they were not capable of um they were not capable of living in their own skin and believing that they were untouchable they were still God-fearing men. They still had the checks and balances of their power. So they knew that they were not unstoppable. Anything can happen. And I am only here because of God. And so I thought that was amazing. Mike, Mike Tyson said that, um, I mean, after every battle, you know, all of the inhumane deeds that you have to perform in order to take empires like that, take land, even after all of that, even after those executions of um, the enemy, sometimes friendly, and having the power to do so, at the end of the day, they still got on their knees and asked for forgiveness from their God. And so the way that this um, ties into self-reliance is that um, not that if you want to be masculine, you have to be a conqueror, but um, true masculine self-reliance is understanding that you are not almighty you are mortal ponder on your mortality and seek guidance and seek help seek education and that is the only way that you can really level up right seek mentors in different parts of your life I mean, that's that's really the only way that you can really level up in those different parts and really become completely personally developed compared to the other option. If you think you're already there, I mean, you're going to be so far behind around every compared to everybody else. Um, thinking where that came from, I think that kind of um, ties into the other one where when you think of men, I mean, I I guess it's viewed as a weakness for men to seek uh for men to seek guidance but it never never has been alexander the great had um i believe it was was it so i don't want to mess it up it was uh 
oh i think it was aristotle um it was either aristotle or socrates or plato i'm like naming all of them <laughs> that don't even <laughs> doesn't has no effect anymore but um alexander the great had one of the most famous and great philosophers that were that was alive throughout his time as his mentor and um and so not only was he and his and alexander the alexander the great's dad was a leader himself so he had that leader those leader traits coming from his father and the the ability to ponder coming from his teacher an actual philosopher and that's why he's considered one of the most greatest leaders of all time anything else to add on uh extreme self-reliance being related to nah. masculinity i think that touched on it pretty good dude yeah so i mean so let's talk about the opposite of that what's the point where you should be self-reliant <sighs> do you want to start this one or do you want me to yeah i mean i think i think you actually kind of touched on it already um you should be self-reliant and for example the the uh example that you brought up if you feel like you should see a therapist, um, the self-reliant, the masculine thing to do would be to seek help no matter the repercussions of opinions from other people, right? So let's like, for example, you brought up the opinion that, oh, um, or the, the common narrative that if you seek a therapist, if you seek help, whatever, um, that you are seen as weak or like you said, not, not right in the head for some reason or different in a negative way. When, when really that's the most brave and that's the, that's the one, that's probably the best decision to make. Again, not moving in fear and not worrying about others' opinions because that's going to be the one thing that's going to move the needle for you to, to become better in that, in that point in your life, in that subject in your life. Yeah. Um, when you asked me the question, like the opposite, I kind of took it as being overly reliant on other people. Mm -hmm. So like, Oh, that's great. It's a great point. Being reliant on people to get you to start living your life in your purpose or being over reliant on your parents. Once you're past a certain age where you should be able to live on your own, you know, like maybe you're living at home, they pay all your bills, pay for your phone, pay for everything. Maybe you're over reliant on your girlfriend for like to give you happiness or something. And you can't find a hundred percent happiness. A hundred percent. You can be you can have an addiction to becoming reliant. You can have an addiction to the things that we talked about on the last episode, the things that are supposed to complement your life, not be the focus. Your focus in life should be your purpose. Women should be a compliment or your relation your romantic relationships should be a compliment. Money should be a compliment. Um, attention, fame, status, everything else should only be a compliment. Your purpose is your focus. And men do, I mean, boys do what they feel like doing, what feels easy when they want to do it. Men do what is necessary when you're supposed to do it, no matter how you feel, right? Um, and so I think, I think that's, uh, that's, that's the lesson there that, um, you know, because we, we all have those moments when you don't feel like doing it, and that's natural. I don't feel <laughs> like going outside and jump roping every single day, but I still yeah. do it. <laughs> Why? Because it's not an enjoyable task for me, but I know it's going to help me get the results that I desire. Exactly. A hundred percent. And so um, the opposite of that, I mean, being too self-reliant on one thing or in anything is, I think that itself is a trait of being, um, I guess, I guess, I mean, I, I want to say beta. What's another word for that? Cause that that could be for for anybody. Well, anybody could be a beta. True that. Um, and even like not even just being self reliant on other people. If you have to be reliant on certain sub substances to give right. you happiness, you know, if like you can't have fun without smoking or you can't have fun without drinking, then that's a very like weak mindset to have. Uh huh. Definitely be reliant on yourself for the things that you are confident in, for the things that you know that you can accomplish and move without fear. I think when you remove that uh, window of fear, what you are capable of becomes very, very clear. And only then can you see what you can accomplish and 
what you should seek guidance on. I think that's that's the best way to put it. Um, the next one is uh, so I mean to to touch on that one. Lastly, again, we don't believe that having extreme self reliance is even associated with masculinity. That's associated with I think you put it best arrogance and again insecurity. Having I think when you're that self reliant, you're insecure and you're afraid. You're moving in fear to ask for help. Mm-hmm. And that is going to leave you at the end with less chips in your hands than the next person that did ask for help. You ask and you shall receive. Even if you don't receive, you never would have received it if you never asked, right? Um, I mean, you can't... I mean, I, I love the quote where... Uh, I'm pretty sure this one's super popular. But, um, I mean, the glory isn't for the people that are in the stands. The glory is for the people who are actually in the ring. Mm-hmm. Um. So again, I don't believe that's associated to masculinity at all. Um, devaluation of women. You want to skip this one? <laughs> yeah, that's not important. <laughs> I'm just kidding. So devaluation of women is associated with toxic masculinity. I have come across people. We've come pro- we've come across people that have been all of these. Um, this one stands out because yeah. I mean it's it's an easy one. I think this one's just like an easy topic to realize. The easiest topic to realize when you're talking to someone like this out of all of them. Um, so why do you think that's associated with toxic masculinity? Why is that here? Why do people believe that that's masculinity? Because again, it's one of those things that only guys could really do. Yeah. Like you're not really gonna see women devalue themselves. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But. The reason why I don't associate this with masculinity, because to me, a masculine trait would be treating everyone as an equal, regardless of sex, race, gender, orientation, whatever. What? <laughs> why are you laughing? It was funny. <laughs> My uh, water tasted, uh, gave me that sour feeling. But go on. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, um, treating everyone with respect is like what's a masculine trait to me. So when you're like, what, what what was the word the specific word that they used devaluing women yeah devaluation the devaluation of women and also like the devaluation of women and their opinions to me someone who's masculine and this could be a masculine trait within uh, males and females is that you're open to hearing what everyone has to say so like devaluing someone's opinions is not very masculine for you to do right um but even further like it could go into arrogance and insecurity because you're either so arrogant that you literally think people are below you for no reason, or you're insecure that you gotta pre- you gotta like masculize yourself times a million, and you just try to do whatever's and be like, oh, that dude's alpha, that dude's cool, that dude's this, that dude's that. But in reality, you're living to satisfy other people's opinions. A thousand percent. I mean, I don't even. I mean, so the reason that's there is because. It's associated that toxic masculinity, masculinity, the term toxic masculinity is labeling masculinity as toxic. That's what we don't believe in because a lot of these reasons are not true masculinity. A lot of these reasons are actually based off of and rooted from actual insecurity, not masculinity, the opposite of masculinity, actually, if it's in a male. Um. And so the devaluation of women, again, I think the people, the only people that I know that de- that devalue women are people that have the most desire for um, a woman or more women, right? Yeah. And so, I mean, in anything, I mean, the people who um, have the least want the most, the people who, um, that's not right, the people who give the most, receive the most, and the people who take the most want the most. Mm-hmm. Um. And so, you know, someone that is always in the chase for women, someone that is always, um, you know, needing en- needing more attention from women, et cetera, that's coming from a scarcity mindset that you don't have enough, you don't have anything. And not even that, that that's very physical. Like if you don't, if you're not talking to any woman right now, then you don't have any women. So, but th- it's not even that. It's, uh, it's not even that the supply of women in your life is scarce. It's that it's the confidence that you don't believe that you are in, that you don't deserve a woman in your life. 
And that is not a masculine belief. That is, again, insecurity. And so those are typically the only people that devalue women. Um, I think, like you said, true masculinity is looking at everybody as an equal, taking every opinion as in as exactly as as it is an opinion of someone else Mm -hmm. that you should sit, think and ponder about. And then from there, you decide if you should make an adjustment or if that, you know, probably doesn't relate to your life. Yeah. Right. Um, And so and I mean, I again, a lot of these a lot of these things are made very popular by pop culture, these music uh these musics <laughs> these the, musics these musics out here <laughs> um you know the way the way music portrays women obviously um pop culture um i mean i love james bond but i guess james bond um i guess james bond but uh i guess i guess that would be another one like they say that okay on this episode of uh <laughs> movies that lucas hasn't watched lucas have you seen any james bond movies no Bro, any? None. <laughs> oh my god! It's not my fault. You watch every movie in the world. I don't. I don't got time to be sitting at theaters. G. Jesus. Um. So why is James Bond? So James Bond. This is literally every James Bond movie. James Bond gets uh, an assignment. James Bond has to take down a very bad person that wants to destroy the world, um, and then he kind of. He gets like either an operative to work with him. That's a woman mm-hmm. or he finds the woman that works with the guy and like he kind of like seduces them. He sleeps with them and then he he just like uses women as a way to achieve his goal. So he just like uses them. And he doesn't care about them at all. He just like uses them um, for their emotional intelligence, of course. Um. <laughs> Canceled. No. Yeah, he he um he he uses women. He sleeps with them. He gets their information, and uh, and then he moves on and doesn't care about women. He looks at women as more of objects rather than um, intelligent beings. So that's why people think that James Bond is uh, toxic. Misog- teaches like toxic masculinity. Um, A misogynist. And uh, and so that so actually they're saying in the next James Bond. Um, that you're probably not going to watch um, that supposedly like the roles are um, reverse? The, not reverse. Cause then that would mean that she's using him, <laughs> but um, uh, that supposedly, well also because Daniel Craig's like over 50 years old in this movie. <laughs> so, I mean, that would look kind of weird if he was with a really young girl, even though he looks really good for his age. Um, supposedly it's going to be different. But um, so that's kind of like the same, the same, the same idea that goes around the James Bond movies. Um, but uh, so, so that that scene with with toxic masculinity that men just are just like using women. What do you think about that? Using women is toxic masculinity. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that just goes into with like devaluing somebody. Right. You know. Uh huh. Wh- what was the thing about the total totem pole you brought up? Oh, like, um, like not to also like over glorify women, you know? Oh, right. You could you could talk about that now. I mean, like not to put them on a pedestal. The next one is overvaluation of women. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, I guess this m- goes more into um, like being a high value man more than it does toxic masculinity. But real quick, um, like at the end of the day, everybody here is human. Everybody has the same emotions. Everybody has like to a certain extent the same dna makeup that's why we're all humans yeah um so you shouldn't put out of stars you shouldn't put anybody on a pedestal you shouldn't put anybody above you or anybody below you because we're all humans we all have our own stars we all have our own experiences but at the end of the day in 10 million years from now if humans are extinct they're just going to look back on us as humans they're not going to look back as this okay this human was up here and this human was down here we're all humans and also it's it's not Again, this is more for like a high value man, which we should have talked about in that episode. If you put these women on a pedestal, you're gonna stumble on your words around them so much because you're so nervous and you think they're like godlike beings that you're not gonna be able to talk to them. You know what I mean? You're so in your head with these people on pedestals that you're not gonna be able to like articulate coherent sentences and you're not gonna be able to truly express how you feel. You're gonna be like rethinking everything you say, everything you do. 
and it's just not a good way to live. Not only that, I've come to the realization recently that um, you know people kind of the in the overvaluation of women, people kind of like worship women um, for their physicality. Obviously, mm-hmm. that have let's call it uh, like that vase aesthetic or like those what's another word for it? hourglass like hourglass aesthetic. And I was realizing the only um, that's that's actually more common now. And it shouldn't be the things the thing that is like most valued anymore. Like I think we're we're kind of moving past that now. Mm-hmm. And I think actually social media has kind of thrown that at us so much that now that's kind of the thing that everybody's kind of realizing, kind of waking up to the fact that the real thing that is worth overvaluing or um, actually taking a look at is the intrinsic value of women. Same thing with intrinsic value of a friendship, of anything in life. The the thing more important, the thing more rare than the way someone looks is the way someone lives, the way someone acts, the way someone treats other people, yeah. the way someone reacts to um, situations, the way someone reacts to heartbreak, um, losses, um, hard stuff, good stuff. You know, how do you react to a win? How do you react to a loss? Do you go crazy? Do you come back? Do you adjust? Do you... Um, do you thank God? Do you curse God? Yeah, and putting people on pedestals based off of like your sexual attraction to them is like one of those seven deadly sins, you right. know? Lust. Uh-huh. I just wanted to say that. Uh-huh. Um, and so, yes, uh, it's Which, just, yeah, I brought ahead. that up because you're falling into these, one of these seven deadly sins, which is lust, and you're falling, I guess, victim to it and you're not controlling your own thoughts within it. So that, to me, is not a masculine trait. So that's why it's not masculine for somebody uh-huh. to do that. Uh, to, to, to de- so that goes, that goes full circle to your first point. The devaluation or overvaluation of women is not masculine. The masculine thing to do is to look at, every e- look at everybody equally, as in let everybody have an equal opportunity to give their opinion if that's what they're doing. Don't look at guys that are like peak athletes as like gods don't look at really beautiful women or or even or even guys that aren't athletic as not good enough to be in your life yeah right don't look at them as these like like either like don't look at models and be like oh that's a model i can never talk to or or someone or someone like someone that doesn't let's say someone that's like less fit than you they aren't more beta than you just because they're less fit what if they work out more than you, but they're like a marathon runner? They just are they They just started their journey. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, so that that is not coming from a place of masculinity. The devalue, the devaluation, overvaluation of women is not only coming from a place of insecurity, but uh, a place of, you know, extreme desire where I think the only place that comes from is a devaluation of yourself. The only reason why you would overvalue women is because you devalue yourself. The only reason why you would devalue women is, again, I think um, I think if you devalue women, I think you're devaluing yourself also. How so? I think the only way that you would devalue women, um, it, it's like the same thing. Like if you accuse somebody, if you are a type of person that would accuse someone else of an act, that um, that in turn shows that you are capable of performing that act. So like, let's say I accuse someone of cheating. If that's, if that's something that I would never do or never even think of, I probably wouldn't like, I probably would, that probably wouldn't even come to my head to do that. Right. Mm-hmm. So the same thing with this, the the energy that you put out is a direct ref- reflection of the energy you keep within yourself. Ah, I get you now. So if you're devaluing women, if you're devaluing other men who let's say that um, you're, you're believing is beta. That's you trying to justify yourself in your head that you are worthy. And the only reason you um, try to justify that you're worthy in your head is because deep down you believe that you need that justification because you are not worthy. When in truth that you are worthy, you are enough. We all, we all are on this journey of self-improvement and that is what we are here for. Like Thor's hammer. Are you worthy or are you not? Yeah. Marvel reference. I've seen those movies. Finally, a movie that Lucas has seen. 
What's the last one? When you were in Endgame, when you were watching Endgame for the first time, you saw it in the theaters. Did how was the theaters reaction when they saw Dude, America pick up the hammer? I went at uh, midnight, so it was all the nerds. Oh, you there. did too? Yeah. It was me and nerds. <laughs> they are nerds. <laughs> I'm a nerd. Well, too, we're nerds because <laughs> yeah. I saw it like three times. I went at midnight. Nerds is a too. good term now. Yeah. Me and Drew went. Uh, Andrew. Yeah. And the the reaction was dope, dude. I oh think I God. saw like what three. What did you go in? AMC Norwalk. Oh, I don't think I went to that. I one, didn't go at midnight. I went like at one a.m. Yeah. Um, but I saw like three or four times in the theaters. I went somewhere in. Elmani, I think, or Monterey Park. Whatever. I went there with my sister, and the reaction was trash. <laughs> he picked up the hammer. Well, the first time you saw it, though, was the reaction good? Yeah. Oh, okay. But that awesome. third time, what? I went with was my it? sister. It was her first time seeing it, oh, so her reaction sucks. was trash. Like, literally, he picked up the hammer, and everyone was like... Bro, I'm like, that's... that's uh, They were like, the the, the Stephen A. The, the Stephen A meme? <laughs> <laughs> they were just in there. Yeah. The Stephen A meme when he picked up the hammer? Um... Yeah, I went. I went also. At, I got a midnight showing, dude. The reaction was literally like I'm literally gonna remember that for the rest of my so life, dude. It was like I was. Dude, at a- I remember that <laughs> reaction. I remember in the first Avengers where Thor lands on the plane when they're flying, uh-huh. and the reaction for th- even that was insane. Okay, but this one stands out. Yeah, this one was way different. That one, and when they walk through the portal. Yeah, I was gonna say even in Endgame when they walk through the portals, everybody's like, oh. Ah. Yeah, <laughs> I was in the back. Wakanda forever. <laughs> um, R.I.P. Or I was in my seat, like <laughs> um, I was doing the math. <laughs> oh no, what's the um, what's the one that the his tribe does? Because you know the Mafa one is Umbaku's yeah, tribe. Umbaka. Uh, well, no, it's Umbaku. Uh, I don't know. Dang, I forgot yeah, I it. Think it's just Wakanda forever, no? No, they, they do a like little chat. chat. Yeah, but they're doing like a chant when they're doing that. Aren't they just going like, ooh, ooh, ooh? <laughs> <No>? <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> oh, I'm thinking of like the fight scene when they're about to fight for the crown. And yeah. Things like that. Um, Avengers. Assemble. Ben Pariki. <laughs> ben Pariki. <laughs> <laughs> um, pretty sure I said that word completely wrong. But uh, anyway, um, yeah, dude, my, my reaction for Endgame. Dude. Literally, like, I was at the game when... Kobe tore his Achilles. That was the first Laker game I ever went to. I was at the game when he tore his Achilles and he hit his free throws after. A lot of people don't really talk about that game, but the Lakers were like battling the Warriors before Stephen Curry was even big. Like Stephen Curry walked on the court and I was like, he looks familiar. My dad was like, yeah, who is that? And Ryan was like, oh, I think he's a shooter. <laughs> I'm, dude, that, that's how long ago it was. Um, yeah, it was like then, 2013, 14, wasn't it? Yeah, and then, uh, and then, dude, Curry was like, Curry dropped like, f- I think 40 before halftime. And we we're like, who the hell is this kid? Who the is this guy? Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> right, we're both one and one. <laughs> um, I've never been to a, a NBA game. I, ah, oh, man. I, I was going to say, that would be funny if whenever we cuss, we could put like, uh, like, like tallies. On the side, oh, <laughs> that'd be could, sick. But that would, that it would, would just be one and one on this one. I've been keeping count. Yeah, we would just have to next time. Let's keep track of the time that we actually say it, so that we could do that. But um, anyway, um, dude, so I was at that game, and that the environment there was insane when he hit those free throws. Like, dude, I don't even know how to explain my, it. You could like feel it in your blood. Um, my sister's boyfriend was at the game where he dropped eighty-one. Oh, that's crazy. Toronto. Okay. And at Endgame, I like I feel like it was even crazier, dude. Cause I don't know. I mean, like you said, when you go when you go with an audience to watch that movie at midnight, where we all bought our tickets like months before the showing. We've all been watching these whole series you, unfold you know, for the we, past we ten planned, years. We planned this day for like years. Dude, um, that was a ten-year movie in the making. Yeah. Um, I mean, when, when that happened, dude, I literally when that happened, I wasn't expecting it at all. I literally like I threw my stuff on the floor. My girls, they had her arm around me. I like I got off and I stood up and I was like, ah! Started streaking around the theater. <laughs> Almost. When um, that, dude, it happened to me. I was like, the demon got me. <laughs> <laughs> dude, I like straight up stood up and threw my arms out, threw my arms up and screamed. Yeah, I I don't I don't think I jumped up, but everyone was like, oh, just yeah, screaming, dude. Yeah, it was dope. Um, how do we start talking about that? I have no idea, because Avengers, uh. That's masculine. I mean, that's a perfect example. I mean, like, 
talk someone that you would believe was would be toxic to, masculine in a toxic way would see a scene like that in the theaters and what would they do they'd be like this that was dope g oh i picked up the hammer that's cool but when you're actually masculine, you don't care about other people's opinions. You don't care if people think yeah. what you like is. We weren't thinking about what are people going to think if I jump up. Yeah, right you don't now. think we if people excited. think you're like nerdy or geeky or if you, uh, let's say you work out too much. You're, oh, people are going to think I'm a meathead. Anything, no matter what. Or let's say let's say if you're a male and you are your purpose and like you love cooking. Oh, people are going to be, oh, it's, that's kind of a feminine thing to do. None of that cow poop matters none of that i could have just said it because you already cussed you cuss first um yeah i didn't say that though (laughs) this is the same thing no it's not yes it is they both get treated the same way no it's like it's like if i stabbed you in the leg versus like if i shot you in the heart yeah they're both an ouchie but (laughs) one one you're getting buried below bro nah i will move on Uh, (laughs) and you're either way you'll be tried for murder if i die no because if you get my artery my carotid artery. I don't even know if that's the artery. The artery in the... That's I'll just, like say, the I'll just say I slipped. I'll, oops. And then I had my gave, ouchie gave out. A little ouchie in, I had in my leg. ouchie out <laughs> and I slipped. <laughs> I pulled out the ouchie on him and I tripped. My bad, G. Um, um, yeah, that's, I mean, that's... that's Even though we, we brought that up to, to share part of our lives and get off topic, uh, that's, that's a perfect example of um, being who you are and not apologizing for it, no matter the narrative of the external in your life. The last one on this list is pretty interesting, too. The last one is condemning males. And I actually kind of we kind of talked about this condemning, though. condemning males who act feminine or condemning males that uh, that do feminine things with each other, like. When they're in the bathroom and they blindfold each other and they play uh, whose meat is this? Or when one's brushing who's their teeth and the other one comes up behind them. Oh, my God. When, when, you know, when your homie's brushing his teeth and, like, you come out of the shower and so you're not wearing anything and you just, like, go up behind him and, you know, let him know you're out the shower. Just hug him and be like, I'm Hug done, him from bro. the back. Yeah. Just normal homie stuff. Like, uh, people who are honestly insecure with their own sexuality would probably see them and be like, oh, that's 100%. G-A-Y. 100%. But... I mean, I wasn't there. That was a real-life example that he used on the last one. I wasn't there, but even if I was, dude, I would have just been crying of laughter. Like, I'm yeah. sure everyone else was there. Yeah. Um, 100%. So, I mean, and what would you say about the people condemning other men for acting feminine? We kind of talked about this. I think they're with, we, like, their own sexuality, to be honest. We kind of talked about this. I We asked each other, do you think someone can be an alpha and still be homosexual? I think they can, and I, you said you think they can too. Yeah. Um, so, because I mean, so I we, we both we, we both an alpha. Right. I think it's the right. stuff you do day to day, the way you carry yourself, the way you treat others is what makes you an alpha. So that's why I a hundred a hundred percent alpha women out there. A hundred percent. So why do you think it is in there under toxic masculinity that um, condemning those that condemning people that do that you know condemning people that act feminine. And condemning men that act feminine in general and then condemning men that act feminine with their friends. Why do you think that's involved with toxic masculinity? Um, because, like, I think when people do say, oh, that's that's gay to their friends or something and someone overhears it, you know, like, a gay person will hear that and be offended. Um, and, like, like I said earlier, I don't think the people that are saying that I feel like they're not confident within themselves. A thousand percent. And yeah, I don't know. I don't know really like how else to put it. You know what I mean? I think it gets associated with toxic masculinity because so, so toxic if masculinity you, if you, is like the women or sometimes even men seeing other men. Like women see men as a group, and if someone does something feminine. And the uh, and another guy says don't do that. That's feminine. Women are gonna get offended because it's like, what's wrong with being feminine? So that's what uh-huh. they like for toxic masculinity. So let, let's say we had a third friend here in the podcast. We started a podcast with a third friend, whatever. And let's say he was he was gay. He was homosexual. Would you feel offended or would you feel like uh, you were uncomfortable with that? No, right? No, no, because you're. Dude, it's also like another thing too with arrogance, like. A lot of straight guys who aren't really like confident in their sexuality aren't befriending gay people because they're like, oh well, I don't want him to like me, but 
dude, what makes you think he's going to like you? You know what I mean? Yeah, that's, that's again, that's arrogance. And, and then, like you said, too, I think that's 100% insecurity. Yeah. Um, I mean, if you're secure with yourself, why would you even be, like even why if would you even have those thoughts? A gay person does like me. I'm not going to care about it because it's not going to affect me. Like, they're not, as long as they're not, like, acting on it and, like, making me uncomfortable physically, then I don't care. Like, taking to you, like, taking you to a view or something or what? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, yeah, 100%. So, again, so the like uh, you already you already touched on this the masculine version of um the real the real masculine way to handle that is to treat them treat anybody period like you would treat um like you would want to be treated yourself the golden rule treat people how you want to be treated treat people how you want to be treated not treat straight people not treat men not treat women treat people period how you want to be treated that is masculine and i think the reason that the opposite was associated with toxic masculinity is because um yeah it's 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 a male it's associated with and i believe wrongly it's it's associated with um the male character to believe that one way is the way and that's the way that he goes when really in truth um the the masculine understands that there is other opinions out there that just because he has one opinion or he has one way of life, that that is not um, that does not have to be other people's purpose. That is only his purpose, mm-hmm. himself. Um, I was gonna I was gonna say something else. I totally forgot. <clears throat> yeah, I think. Uh, think we kind of did you have anything else that no you i like the way you wrapped it up at the end right there so toxic masculinity lucas does it exist okay no see si, okay I, I say no because in my opinion a lot of these things that they qualify as toxic masculinity are things that a masculine man would not do uh-huh. so that's why i don't think it exists i think they're misconstruing certain things that a man does and saying just because a man did it it's a masculine thing and yeah. since it's toxic it gets called toxic masculinity yeah yeah i i remembered i remember what i was gonna say like for example um like a long time ago there was the opinion that women were not smart enough to to well th- it was an opinion that women uh were not smart in general yeah that women should just be uh w- women should just be uh the uh, caretaker of the household and period and so i think those i think um that same perspective that's the reflection this the reflection of that is what's going on with toxic masculinity these views that are putting masculinity in a box when really when you open that box that's not masculinity that's something completely different that is insecurity that is arrogance um and though that is just you know negative traits not living in your purpose um that is just i mean living a toxic and scarcity mindset life in general when um really living in the masculine we had a whole episode on this last episode if you didn't listen check it out that means living in your purpose focusing on your purpose being a provider being a leader um focusing so much on your purpose and realizing that everything else is just a compliment not chasing anything, but instead working to be the best version of yourself so that everything just becomes an attraction. Everything just gets attracted to you. And not only that, but actually wanting that, like actually believing that that is your purpose because you can't just you can't just say, oh, I'm going to focus on my purpose so I can attract women. No, it does not work that way. You have to actually believe and actually focus on your purpose because you believe that that is the one sole meaning of your life. And then then on, you become a high-value male, high-value man living in his masculine purpose. And these other compliments in your life, like women, money, finances, stability, become the compliments that become attracted into your life once you've done so. I love that. Me amo. Bailey. Te amo. All right. I think I just said I love you. Yeah, I, that was to, a, I think you did too. 
that was a good that was a good way to wrap it up though. Yeah. You want to shout out your socials or what? All right, I'll give myself a little shout out for dropping some. Wait, real quick before he shouts out his socials. Um, we talked about this last episode. We want our comments to be an open discussion. So if you think we were wrong in anything we said, comment and let us know. Or, um, just let us know what you thought we said wrong and why you think it's wrong. And I don't know. Maybe we'll ponder on it, and you might be able to change our mind on some of the things we said. So as some males practicing living in their masculine purpose as well, we are 100% open to discussion, especially about topics that we may disagree on. So in the comments... Please, please, please let us know anything that you disagree about, anything that you feel actually touched you in a positive way. If it was in a negative way, let us know what you disagree about. If it was in a positive way, let us know what you actually like that we said. Maybe we said something that you agreed with that you couldn't really put it into words until now. I know that happens to me all the time. Um, if you enjoyed it, leave us a like. If you didn't, just dislike it. You know, Let us know how you really feel. Um, if you feel like this could be helpful with someone else in your life, please share with them. Again, if you liked it and you want to see more, subscribe. There is more to come. We're dropping a video. We're dropping videos every week, three videos every week, a full episode every week, and highlights um, twice a week, Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays. So be on the lookout on that on our YouTube, the You vs. You podcast. Follow me on Instagram. My personal is at I am Bailey Contreras on Instagram and on TikTok. And on YouTube, I am at Bailey Contreras personally. And, uh, yeah, posting content all over those socials. My socials are TikTok and Instagram are the same, at LucasWavy. Uh, my Twitter is also at LucasWavy. Don't really use it. Don't really plan on using it. Twitter is a horrible place to be. Um, and my YouTube is at Lucas Fitzgerald, and content is coming soon. Muy soon. Muy soon. <laughs> Muy soon. All right, guys. Thanks for lifting.